Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. More, they don't need to learn how to get that. Um, are from the same types of tribe, not working. I'm sorry, working remotely, whatever, oh, and, and no single interview. Whereas other people. So give me just one second. I'll pull up the questions. And again, like any questions that anyone has, it's, uh, it is very helpful for other people. Anytime you can ask questions, I think I just would encourage any questions you have. You may, you may have questions about anything. It could be anything related to your career. And I'm more than happy to answer them. And I think one of the things I've noticed is sometimes the people that are most afraid of answering questions or certainly screens off. Are, are the ones uh, that uh, sh- should be the ones asking questions because a lot of times you may uh, have questions that other people uh, may want answered uh, even now or, or later on. So I you know, would encourage everyone uh, to ask, ask as many questions as you like. Let me just pull up the questions here. One sec. And again, uh, thank you everyone who's a- asking uh, questions. And someone wished me happy Thanksgiving and my family. That's very nice. And yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everyone on the call. This is, this me. there's actually just as many people on this particular webinar as there are every week. So maybe people have more time, but I did want to do this week, even though it's a, sort of a holiday, um, because I, I do think it's important for people that are on these webinars to regularly maintain your momentum. Learning about this stuff, by the way, I, I just want to say this before I start, and it's very encouraging. I have people that that contact me all the time, every week, that tell me that the stuff that I've taught them or whatever has totally changed the direction of their career. It's made them start firms. It's made them do all sorts of things that are really likely to that have changed the whole direction of their lives and careers. And and I'm not saying that I'm changing people's lives necessarily with anything I do, or that but they're learn people are learning things that are helping them uh, advance and. Staying for questions is helping you advance. Watching these webinars is helping you advance. And, and it's very important to just get information from people that know. So I'm not saying I'm the only source of information about how to help your career, but being involved in these sorts of questions, of these uh, webinars and learning uh, from people is really the most important thing because most people start, stop learning when they, they think they're done learning when they get out of law school or and they're done. They don't need to learn anymore. They don't need to learn how to get the, they don't need to learn anything. They're done. And a lot of people think this way. They think I've got my degree now I'm done learning. And this particular type of learning, I will just commend you, is the most important, I believe, type of learning. Anyone can go to law school, but very few people like yourselves are doing what it takes to, to learn about the profession and the, and how to interview and how to do all these different things. It's incredibly important. I'll just say that people that do that, I commend. I've just seen so many people become successful from it. Uh, and again, I every week I receive people that have done incredible things with their careers, turned their careers around or gotten their careers started by learning the stuff. And so again, I just, there's nothing special, you know, to this. I'm just showing you the things that I've learned, but but learning this kind of thing is just incredibly important. And again, I've talked to people before that have followed certain uh, motivational people, where it's Tony Robbins or whoever, and uh, people that have written, read, and studied certain books that are thinking brought rich or different motivational type books that have changed their lives. So this stuff, all I'm saying is can really change your life. And 
and make you much more effective if you learn these sorts of things. And it's very learning with this particular day is good too, because you may not be as distracted. Okay, so this first question is, I'm a new attorney that's had mixed success in interviews. A few months ago, I was on a roll and had multiple job offers. Wow. From those, I chose a boutique firm in the practice area I wanted to do. Ultimately, it did not work out with this firm. I know no firm is perfect, but I felt it was a bad fit. My work was well taken, but my supervisor was often combative and defensive with me, unlike with others, and did not seem to like the person. It's a good point. I tried my best to turn around and watch what others did to please this boss, and nothing worked. Eventually, she fired me for texting over minor mistake, which was very unfortunate and frustrating outcome. I also did not have sufficient allies in the firm, despite my best efforts. Just found it hard to connect with partner-level attorneys. I'm now looking for a new position, hoping to find a better position. How can I turn my firm as a bad fit or not likely to offer stability? Or is there something I'm missing that I did wrong? Okay, this is a very good question. There's just so much depth to this and so many uh, things that people ask that are similar to this uh, every week. You have um, a bunch of issues that I'll talk about in this right now. Minor errors. By the way, this minor errors getting fired is something that is coming up basically weekly. People are asking this question. So this is a very uh, important question. Again, people have been asking this every week for the past several months, almost the past several months. So this is very important. We'll also talk about boutiques right now. And, and we'll talk about what else? I don't know, boutiques, practice areas, practice areas, specific firms, and uh, what else? I'm just trying to write down the issues here. And these are all, there's a lot of good questions here that everyone should understand the answers firms. We'll talk about, let's see, not no allies in firms. We'll talk about, say, finding a firm that worked, actually, practice area. My bad fit. Let me see. But no, allies, just making sure I have all the questions. Because these are very good questions. I think these will apply to um, everyone uh, pretty much uh, that uh, is, is on this call. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, oh, and then partners, firing, uh, partners not being nice to people. Okay, so bad, let's just talk about, let me just make sure I have all of these questions that I want to talk about. Okay, it's pretextually firing. Okay, so the first issue is the one-third uh, one third rule. And that rule um, basically says uh, that um, one-third of the people that you meet, and this is a lot of studies have shown that, but people that you meet um, will like you. You will like and will lo- basically will like you. This is what applies, will like you. And the other third, other one-third won't care either way. They'll just think, oh, this person's best. And then, and then the other third uh, will dislike you. So that's how it works. So people like dislike people and like people for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't really matter why it is, but your objective, of course, is to join a firm where where you know two thirds to two thirds to four fifths will, will like you, and then you avoid the people who don't. Different firms have different personalities, and. Sort of fists, different personalities. And look at that. Um, different personalities. And so you want to make sure that you join a firm where you feel like more people will like you than not. So I'm sorry to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up, even though it's going to get me in trouble. It's not necessarily going to get me in trouble, but it's not something uh, that people 
want to hear and a meritocracy, but people hire people like them. So like people hire and work well with people like them. They, every firm has a certain, I talked about this today, but every firm has a certain personality. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So they hire around all sorts of socio, even political, whatever, political and anthropological, you said term, lines. Uh, so they hire logical. They hire people that logical. They hire people that are like them. So they hire people that may have been grown up in the same types of backgrounds, meaning from the same types of neighborhoods, from the same types of same types of parents. They figure that out. I don't know how they do it, but people do that. And they hire from people that are the same that are the same political party as them. They hire from people that um, are from the same types of tribe, meaning uh, it could be, and again, I'm going to go here somewhere that people are going to, it could be some same religion. Uh, it could even be, uh, I'm not going to even say it, but it could be, uh, well, first of all, I'll just say it could be mainly males. Uh, it could be uh, mainly females, males, females. It could be people that look a certain way. I'm not going to get into this, but there are certain firms you will walk into and you will see everyone in glasses looking very nerdy. You will walk into others and will think you're in a freaking magazine ad or something. It's just, that's how it is. And so people hire people uh, that are like them. They hire people. If you broke up in, in high school, you had your stoners, your nerd, whatever, stoners, nerds, athletes, popular, non-popular people, like people go, you people go into different groups and they're part of different groups. So your objective, and when you're looking for a job, it doesn't matter if this is a freaking boutique or not. Your objective, the first thing is, if you go into a boutique and people are not like you, there's a complete difference, then you are not going to do well. I knew a guy uh, that couldn't get a job uh, because he had gone to these great schools. Like I think he went to Yale, then he went to uh, University of Chicago, or no, University of Virginia. I was in school with him. And his whole explanation of why he chose Virginia was because he was a polo player and he learned this because he grew up very wealthy and he had his own horses. And he went into interviews and talked about how he was a polo player. The response to that is people thought he was a, like an a-hole basically. And who has time to do that? And so he did not get any jobs, nothing, even though he had a great academic background. That's what his, you, so you identify with a certain group and that can hurt you. You go into a law firm 
most of them, at least different cities, are very democratic, filled with Democrats. And you start talking about politics and how you identify with a certain political party and how you think all these things, people are not going to like you. If you go in and you appear on the a side of some very controversial political issue, you people aren't like that, they're not going to like you. If you appear on the side of their political issue, everyone, they're going to like you. So you just need to identify with that sort of stuff. There are law firms that are composed entirely of people that are different religions. If you are in certain parts of Utah, uh, everyone is going to be from one religious party. If you are in certain parts of if you're in Salt Lake City, that's not going to be the case, but it just depends. There are firms you can look at and it's going to be almost all females. You just, you get a sense of people. So my point is that when you join a firm, it doesn't matter if the firm's good in your practice area. It doesn't matter if they pay a lot. It does None of this stuff matters. If you do not fit in, if you're not going to do, if you don't feel that a lot more people are going to like you as opposed to not care or will dislike you, then you're going to be toast. You're not going to, you're just not going to be able to get a job there. And and that's a problem. Or if you, I'm sorry, if you do get a job there and they're just hiring you because the work done, you're going to have a very hard time advancing if you're that different. Uh, it's just how it works. It's not, um, it's not to say that, that, that you, you know, that there's anything wrong with you or there's anything wrong with the firm. This is just how groups work. Now, everyone tries to say this isn't the case and, and certain people will be, advanced because the law firm needs people of certain backgrounds, could be your parents or your famous politician, whatever the thing is. But the point is that if you don't identify with people, then they will come down on you and they will basically not like you because of something. You may remind, they may have, just to give you an understanding, they may have been all nerd in high school and they may see you as someone that was very popular in that makes them feel badly about themselves. And this is their way of getting back. Hey, I was a nerd, but now I'm in control and I don't like you and I'm going to push you out just like I, this is how people think. But you just have to be, you have to understand the type of people you're going to work with. Now, are people always this way? No. Are well-organized firms and so forth always this way? No. But it's just important to understand that. So again, people hire people that are like that. And if you make minor errors and you get fired, it's more likely that's going to happen if it's not. Boutiques, it's important to understand that these are very closed groups of people. They're closed. They're very small, small, intimate groups of people. And so what that means is that means that if you don't get along, they feel any tension, they feel anything, that you're more likely to lose your job. That's just one thing. But you need to identify. People feel you feel comfortable. That's very important. So if you don't do that, that's going to be, that's going to help. The other thing just to understand is that if you don't identify, if you don't identify with everyone, the firms are also more sensitive to economic trends. Economic trends. So that means if they're, if they lose business, it's going to hit them harder. Lose business. They, business do not I don't know if case, if they, all sorts of things can happen uh, to boutiques. Also, practice area specific firms can also experience problems. If they do all bankruptcy, for example, then market uh, could slow down. And um, when the economy gets really good and they could 
this business and be sensitive. You also have, in addition to uh, these bankruptcy, you have firms that do things like, I've seen there used to be a lot of firms doing IP litigation. And because of a Supreme Court decision, a lot of stuff happened with IP litigation firms and basically made it more difficult for patent trolls to sue. So that hurt a lot of the firms that were doing that. So boutiques can be very sensitive. And again, those are all the things that happen can happen with boutiques. So what I'm saying to you basically is that if you work for a boutique or you believe that you're getting fired for minor errors and so forth, a lot of times it's just because you're a bad fit. And bad fits, by the way, where you're not fitting into this one third and so forth, are much more likely to occur in law firms that are are boutiques and law firms with a lot of people. So law firms with a lot of people, in order to get a lot of people, they need to basically attract a lot of different types of people into the firm. So uh, if that's not happening, this is what you get. And so you just need to be um, very careful about that. So this is a lot of questions this person asked that I just want to make sure that I answered it as well as possible. But anytime you be fired from minor errors, uh, this is basically because people don't like you. They're not going to fire you for minor errors. If people like you, they're going to defend you. So that just means you go into a group that's a bad fit. And you don't know why the group's a bad fit. They may, they just may not like people like you. Sometimes it could be as simple. This is stuff I've seen. Great law school, great law school, great firm pedigree. So say you, I don't know, you went to Harvard and I don't know, Harvard and you worked at Old Melvin and Myers. And then, and then you went to, great, and then you went to, I'm just using Old Melvin because they're such a well-respected firm. And then you go to a firm with people that didn't go to top law schools or what opposite people for whatever reason. Maybe. So what are they going to do? They're going to want to find, go find fault to prove that they're better. Who knows? All sorts of crap happens. They're better instead of thinking you're special or whatever, and then we'll get rid of you. So it's just, you have to be very careful of all this sort of stuff. Really. And what, how things work in firms. So, you just want to make sure that all these things are being so I understand that's a long answer. I wasn't trying to overdo it. I just want people to understand this. Okay, so question. That was a great question. Okay, this is a good question, but most law firms, most law firms and also bars in California are retired required to take a certain amount of continuing education each year. So this is just an example. A lot of firms will not have that. I don't know. Some firms will allow you to take CLE credits during work. Others won't. You can certainly ask questions about that. But the problem with asking questions like that, and I just think this is a good question for a lot of reasons. Any question that highlights something, that highlights, highlights, not billing hours that the law firm is not good at, the law firm is not good at, is a bad question. It's often question. So what does that mean? So that means that you have to be very careful about the questions you ask. I have seen so many people not get jobs or lose jobs by going into law firms and asking questions that highlight not billing hours or something uh, that the law firm is not good at. So what does that mean? So that means first thing is you go in and you start asking about pro bono. How much pro bono is allowed? You start asking about things like paternity leave. I'm just 
sorry, maternity leave, vacation, vacation policy, not not working, I'm sorry, working remotely, all these sorts of things. If you ask about, so I've seen so many people literally go into interviews and lose jobs by by asking about pro bono. If you ask about pro bono, that's going to basically show the firm that there's nothing wrong with going into a firm and doing pro bono. It's a good thing. And you can often uh, learn a lot and become a better attorney. But if you go in an interview and you ask about that, the law firm is not going to think that you're going to want to work all the time. They need people just putting yourself firm's choice. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Would you choose uh, someone for your firm, someone that wants to work, someone that wants to work a lot of hours and commit themselves, sorry, someone that wants to commit themselves to you, commit selves, selves to work, or someone that wants to do pro bono? And I'm just, this is a typical question, but it's a very important one. And that's why I'm bringing it up to you. So people ask to do pro bono. People ask these kind of questions uh, all the time. Uh, they think these are good questions. Uh, they think that asking about pro bono is something that, and again, people think this is important. And I'm saying that doing pro bono work is not important, but I really want to bring this up because this matches up a ton of types of questions that people ask. People go to uh, law schools, law schools, almost, I don't, I think every single one of them, some of them are like 98% Democratic. And when there's, I'm, I'm not saying that one or the other, but people learn that's what's expected of them, that they should, that this is the best thing when they're in law school, when you're taught by people from backgrounds. That, but the problem is when you get out in the business world, the law firm just wants you to bill hours and dedicate yourself to them. And if you start talking to asking questions about things like this, it's going to give the opposite impression. So what does that mean exactly? So I see resumes all the time of people that simply are not getting jobs. And the reason that they're not getting jobs is very simple. They're going in and they're doing things like they're listing things on their resume that have absolutely nothing to do with what the law firm wants. And if you, so people, here's what they'll do. I see people from Columbia, Harvard, all these different great law NYU, that find themselves inexplicably um, to them not getting positions. And they're saying that they're applying to the right places, they're using good recruiters, and they're doing all sorts of things that should make it very easy for them to get positions. And yet here they are, nothing positive is happening to them, and they're not getting jobs. So what's going on? Why no jobs? So what they will do, these people that aren't getting jobs, um, unemployed people not getting jobs, is they will have things um, on their resume. And again, I'm just telling you, what happens? I'm not judging this. I'm not on one side of this issue or not. I, I don't care. I don't care. I just want people to get jobs. So what are they doing? So they will do things like they will list, they will list, they will say, 
did pro bonos. That we can be a corporate attorney. I don't care. They'll say corporate. Then they'll talk about all the pro bono that they did at their previous job. And they sometimes they'll list. Sometimes they will. This is insane. They will list like two or three lines uh, about pro bono before they even start. This is very common, by the way. I just wanted to make everyone. This is very common, but I think it's insane. Two or three lines uh, about. Uh, their pro bono work, and then we'll basically say, well, also assigned to corporate and did general corporate work or something. But uh, insane, they will, and they will literally do this when they're looking for a job that could pay two hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. This is what they're doing, and these people, it doesn't matter. No one cares about their schools. No one cares about where they're from. They just know that this person is a freaking bad deal because they are not going to be committed. And the firm has a choice. They have a choice of someone that wants nothing to do but practice law and someone that wants something else. And they will choose the person that wants to do nothing but practice law every single time. And why do they do that? Because their business is. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting to do this. A business also can do good in the community and do pro bono. But someone that looks like that's all they want to do is freaking toast. Or if they make that first, or if they even list that they did it on their resume, or they ask questions about this, they're toast. No one is going to, I'm sorry, but it just doesn't work. Sometimes people will list all sorts of stuff about affinity or whatever on their resume. They'll say um, this and this and this and this and won't get jobs and they won't know why. You could sit there and you could talk all about Democrat or talk all about whatever in every job that you have. And if you're not, if you're interviewing with a firm that's not like that, it's going to hurt you. So you have to be very careful. You have to basically look like someone that's there to do work, someone that isn't on the side of one issue or another, and that's it. So you have to be careful. I'm just telling everyone, if you learn this one thing, it could save your freaking career. No one's going to tell you, by the way, that listing all this stuff on your resume uh, is going to hurt you because they don't want to be on the wrong side of something and have people mad. But you just have to be very careful. I will tell you a quick story. I'm not going to take, I don't judge this. I don't, I'm not on the side of this issue. I'm not calling law firms anything. I had a candidate after September 11th, 2000, with looking for a job in New York City. He was, he went to, great law school. I don't remember what it was, Stanford or whatever. He had been, was working at an incredible law firm, one of the top law firms. And he decided to look for a position and he had all sorts of stuff on his resume. And he was all over that talked about stuff that was not involved at the time, I guess, being part of a group that was not involved. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. Meaning that people were suspicious of him and all whatever, and, and no single interview, whereas other people that didn't have that, that had, frankly, worse qualifications were getting interviews. So you just have to be very careful about, you know, what you're putting in your resume and if you think it's going to get a job. If you're applying to positions in very conserved parts of South Carolina and you have all sorts of uh, stuff in your resume, it's not going to hurt you. So you just need to be very cognizant of this. I'm telling people this because uh, you need to, everything needs to be toned down. You don't want to talk about being interested in polo. You don't want to talk about things that are going to take a lot of your time. You just have to be very careful. So paternity leave, 
I've seen people, and again, I'm not judging this. I'm not a one-sided issue. I've seen people at major law firms listing, going in or taking paternity leave and coming back and suddenly being frozen out of work. Like no one wants to work with them anymore. I've seen attorneys that have asked about this in interviews and not good jobs. I'm asking about vacations, not a good idea. It shows you want to be doing other things. Um, asking about working remotely when you have no idea how the, what the firm thinks about that is a really freaking bad idea. Showing you don't want to come into the office. So all these things, ma'am, you just need to, I'm just warning everyone, that you want to be very careful about asking these kind of questions. It will make you toast and you won't know why. You'll think, why does, why does the law firm not like me? I, or why am I not getting jobs? You don't, you make your resume and your questions and your resume and the questions you ask should make you a mystery. Like you, they should not, they should not, unless the firm's like that, they should make you a mystery. People do not um, know your feelings about pro bono. People do not know your political leanings. People do not know anything, do not know your religion. You, unless you want to go with this stuff. You do not put this on your freaking resume. You do not ask questions about it. And again, I'm not on the side of one of these issues or not. I'm not, I don't care. All I want you to do is to get a job. And if you do this stuff, it can hurt you. I'm just telling you why that is. I'm not saying I'll make you a mystery. I'm not saying that I believe in it. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is that you just be very careful because there is potentially going to make one third of the people like you and the third not necessarily. Coming to go to some of the early questions of, wow, these are great uh, questions. I really do think everyone who's asking these is awesome because, and these are good long questions and this is a good time for people. You may have time to stay on this webinar uh, because of the time, because of the upcoming holidays. So I do appreciate everyone's questions. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.